Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. Today I am joined by three friends. First up, long time from, wow, can't talk. <laughs> we're recording this on a Saturday. We and friends long time. Long time yeah. friends. Right. Uh, we're recording on a Saturday and it's thrown my entire brain off. But first, is Tobin Addington, who hasn't been on the show for a while. Welcome back, Tobin. Thank you. It's great to be here. Good. <laughs> Nicole Sweeney. Thank you for recording on a Saturday for me. You're welcome. This was, yeah, Nicole had some, a whole mess of work that had to get done. So uh, we made this happen. And finally, Matthew Gatos. Hi, I'm here. Also, you've been absent for a while. Sure. You have, actually. Was I? Yeah. I don't know. I missed Carnosaur. Yes, I you did. That's the only one I missed. Which is a tragedy, because it yeah. was very cute. The well, the, according to me. <laughs> the episode was fun to listen to. Good. Um... Well, today we're not talking about uh, real dinosaurs. We're talking about one dinosaur who is in a movie with a younger man. And uh, <laughs> that, that's the tagline for this movie. One dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, put that on the poster. Yeah, uh, we were There's talking. one dinosaur in this movie, <laughs> but it's not what you think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're watching the fourth Highlander film, Highlander Endgame. This is our fourth d- descent into this film series and uh, for this we actually watched not the end no it's not not the the, end it's called (laughs) even though it's called Endgame we're still digging it's not Um, we uh, so this is the first this is the film that um, finally gets us into characters from the television show. Finally. Uh, finally. <laughs> we've, been, we've been so excitedly waiting <laughs> for this. Uh, so I had everybody watch one episode of the TV show. We can talk a little bit about that, but mostly that was just for you guys so you would be familiar with some of the characters who are going to pop up. Uh, and uh, yeah, but before we get too far into this, we have to do a 60 second plot dump. Usually I have Tobin do this. But I kind of want Matt to do it today. All right. Um, Boy, and I was all ready. I think I'm ready. You you want my notes? (laughs) I have notes. Okay. okay. I I kind of feel like at a certain point I stopped taking some plot notes. Mm -hmm. So there might be big gaps in here where I'm going to be reading and go, oh, and something else happened. (laughs) I think there are just big gaps. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's gaps. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) All right. 60 second plot dump of Highlander Endgame in three, two, one. All right. At the beginning, Connor's antique shop slash home blows up, killing his longtime friend, lover, whatever, daughter, Rachel. Uh, we get more flashbacks to the 1500s when Connor was just a Highlander with his wife, Heather. Because of his uh, black magic, they kill his mother, burning her at the stake very violently. Um, there's a group that kills his mother that they'll come back later. Um, back in the modern day, Connor is kept safe in the sanctuary now for some reason because he's sad about Rachel uh, and he no longer, no longer wants to be part of the immortal lifestyle. You need to hurry up. Yeah, I know. This is too much. But the same group tries to that murdered his mother comes back. They're the ones who blew up his house. They're trying to kill him now. Then Duncan McLeod shows up, who we've never seen before, uh, to see if Connor's still alive. Uh, they rescue him. Jacob Kell shows up, who is a man Connor murdered earlier. And then we get 40 minutes of a weird love scene that happens for some reason. And in the end, Duncan kills Connor so that Duncan can be stronger and that he can defeat the bad guy. 
There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah, pulls sure. together. I think it pulls it together by the end. Yeah. So there's a lot of things I'm like really realizing as I'm saying them aren't important. No. Well, it's a movie <laughs> no. built out of inert flashbacks. So there's yeah. no, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're sort of sifting through for the clues of what you're supposed to be paying attention to. Well, and I don't think some of them don't feel like they're important at all. Right. Like, there's so many flashbacks. Yes, there's so many flashbacks. Like, there's very little payoff for a great many of these flashbacks. A thought that I had most, I had this this thought more while watching the one episode of the TV show that we watched, but also, again, while we were watching the movie. But uh, when Nick watched The Golden Compass, he texted me about how, like, it was very confusing, which is itself kind of confusing because the movie spends so much time explaining things to yeah. you. Mm. Like, the movie is constantly yeah. dumping information on you, but you still can't actually follow it because there's not any, like, it's not given any real meaning. Like, there's nothing to hook that information onto. So it's just a lot of, like, I don't know, like a textbook, basically. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, like a very no... monotone. Yes. Like, yes. not in vocal delivery, but like in, in the information, in, delivery. information delivery, yes. just in general. So it's like, was I supposed to be paying attention to? That right. What, <laughs> what matters right. here? Yeah. So the answer is nothing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. The the flashbacks all just show you pieces of time that happened, mm-hmm. and they're not like letting you know exactly how these people met because even that's out of order in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. They let you see a random selection of time from these people's lives, and then later on they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we, we forgot to tell you how they met." Here's that part. <laughs> like that, I guess that's important. Like while they're telling the story. Oh, oh shoot. I forgot yeah. this part. Oh, so it's like, footnote, it's like, like how you yeah. tell a story to a friend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like that. Yeah. Like stream of consciousness. It's a bad oh, joke I, teller. I, left, I left this I left this detail out. Hold on. Uh yeah. back up. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's like bad joke telling. You're because, like, oh, oh, but before I get to the punchline, the yeah. guy had a hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, did I not mention he had a hat? <laughs> Because that, that feels like that a couple times because there's uh, we get the scene of Duncan and Connor meeting for the first time, which is like on this <laughs> battlefield uh, that uh, it's very unclear what has happened, but everyone else seems dead uh, except for Duncan. And then later on, like not too long after that, we get a line that's referencing that of like, you found me in the mud or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, were they just like getting too close to that line? They're like, oh shit, did we forget to tell you? He found him, he was just like amongst a bunch of dead bodies in the mud. Cool, filled in, back to modern time. Okay, well before we get too deep into this, cause I, I wanna, I think you'll all have interesting things to say. Um, I, I want to sort of describe where the, the how this movie came about, mm-hmm. um, it was a twenty five million dollar movie, and frankly, it looks bad for twenty five million. Yeah. I it's think it's so ugly. It's an ugly film. It looks uh, older than it. Yeah, is it was too. made in two thousand. Well, it was released in two thousand. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked. I mean, mainly probably because of that CG. <laughs> oh my god, two thousand. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the show had been running from I think ninety. Three to ninety-eight, something right around there. It was in the mid nineties, and boy, when you watch it, it's that's some mid nineties mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, it it aired alongside things like Renegade and uh, Kung Fu: The Legendary Journeys, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, so not not high dollar and not like classy, but there's something about it. The mythology for me and for a lot of people worked within the confines of that show. Um, in ways that it doesn't really work in any of the movies. So, you know, the, the also I still and I still feel this way, especially when you watch them on screen together. I find 
Adrian Paul, who plays Duncan McLeod, to be charming and much better looking and like just in general, just a a better fit for this character. That's my own personal feeling, though. We can definitely disagree about that. Um, And then while the show was still on, Highlander 3 comes out and a lot of people were like, oh, it's not a part of the show. Damn it. Um, (laughs) So they decide after the show ends because the Zoroastrian demon comes in and fucks with Duncan's life and then the the show ends. Of course. Yeah. Um, I hate when that happens. Yeah, boy. uh, They decide they're going to do a movie for the show. Great. Thumbs up. But then they're trying to weave it back in, which is like, this is the curse of Highlander. Uh Every show has to figure out or every episode, every movie has to figure out how to interact with the movies that came before it, which definitely should none of them should have had sequels. Like, right. like right. apart yeah. from the fact Correct. that they're terrible. Yeah. The, On movie number four, they finally explained why there are four, f- four, ultimately five. Like, this is the first movie to ever provide any sort of justification within the lore for like, yeah, we can keep making these movies. This makes any kind of sense whatsoever. Right. <laughs> Which I'm assuming the TV show helped set up a lot yes. of that lore of like, oh, no, there's watchers and they right. want to keep two of you alive now so that mm-hmm. this can keep going. Whereas well, no, that that particular. So the watchers in the series were just legitimately there to observe. Oh. They okay. were there just uh, to watch, to watch. Right. Yeah. Which there's a reference in this movie, I guess, to them overstepping their bounds of like, I thought watchers didn't yes, get involved. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and in the series, they are constantly getting involved. But okay. th- that's, we'll set that aside for now. <laughs> um, but the in here with the sanctuary that they set up so that they can guarantee, which actually in my brain, if this were happening, yeah, somebody would would do that. Somebody said, yeah. no, we need to preserve two of you so one of you doesn't get whatever the fuck this prize right, is. Right, right, right. right. Um, and keep you separated and keep you from fighting. Sure, great. O- okay, plan. And then that goes nowhere. Um, and But anyway, the, so they're trying to retcon the movies with the TV show. They're trying to interweave these things into some sort of cohesive narrative. And the general feeling I've watched, there's a reason for this. I watched this thing in the last three weeks, probably three times. And the reason for this is I have also been watching a shit ton of other media. And I'm finding that whatever new media I watch pushes the mm-hmm. old one out. Mm-hmm. And I lose, even if I take notes, I'm like, what is that note about? Right. I can't remember. So uh, for other podcasts I'm doing, I've been watching movies and I just, I had to, uh, so I was like, well, I got time this morning. I'll watch it again just to make sure. The thing that I come away from this feeling, and Matt and I talked about this, is that this is barely a movie. Like with everything that's going on, with all of the plots Mm -hmm. that are being dropped, (laughs) it just barely works as a film. Like it it feels fragile. Mm -hmm. Like any subtle cut to it could make the whole thing just fall apart and it just and we'd see a boom pole like and and we'd see lights in the background like it just it's like the end of Blazing Saddles they just go through the set of the studio exactly like oh fuck I guess movie's over (laughs) but and and then from a story standpoint it's just barely a story Mm -hmm. Um, also you can see these characters interacting together so that's what I came away with I really enjoyed the show is good schlocky fun for me. Uh, Tobin, I'm sure you'll agree it's nice to see somebody who can actually do the sword fighting. Yes. <laughs> for a change. Yes, it is. Um, and, you know, so there, there's a lot there with like Adrian Paul and, and stuff like that. So I was excited about this movie. Walked out of the theater going, well, that was terrible. Um, 
And uh, but for a Highlander fan, that's what you're used to. You walk out of a Highlander movie. It's like, did I get to see Duncan McCloud on the big screen? I surely did. <laughs> All right. They did that. I got to see Donnie. Donnie Yen's yeah, in Donnie this. Yen. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, the best he, part of this movie. He was amazing. The, the uh, filmmaker, Dar- uh, Douglas Arniakoski, didn't know how to shoot him right uh-huh, uh-huh. or the yeah. or the martial arts very well <laughs> sure. and you can tell their moment and uh, matt i think you brought up the perfect moment when he does that flip and they add all of the post-production there's like a weird slow-mo effect yeah. and it's like <laughs> he's doing cool yeah, impressive you things to... <laughs> you don't need to make him right. try like don't, don't make him look don't cooler. assist him here yeah like, donnie yeah, yeah. i brought it I, also me and nick clearly just talked about this before we started recording yeah, a little know. uh is I brought up, it's like, if you shot like a Bruce Lee movie and you're like, no, we're going to shoot this like, and then snap zoom close up on his fist and then zoom out and then add some blur. It's like, no, the guy is good on his own. Yeah. You can like, you can just set the camera down and let him do cool things. It's like a dancer. You just shoot them. Yeah. 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 I mean, and if you get, if you become more sophisticated, like if you watch Jackie Chan's films, you can see how he's using the camera in a sophisticated way to help sell a stunt. right? Right. But. There, there are a couple moments in here where Duncan McCloud and Jin K are fighting, and it's awesome. And the camera's not doing anything. It's just like, look at them go back and forth, and look at how elegant these two men are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, that's cool. But then you add this weird post-production to it, and it's it's bizarre. <laughs> but we're so getting a little... So much weird post yeah, So much weird post <laughs> We'll get more into that with Nicole's viewing. Um, Tobin, I want to start with you, though, because you might have watched a different version um, than what? we watched. Yeah. Yeah, so you rented Mine it. was great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Dunk in the cloud? Yeah. yeah. So he had Robert De Niro in it? Yeah. yeah. He drove a taxi? Yeah. yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, Peter but Boyle I'll ask you it? some questions as we go through this to see. Because right, there are several different versions. Mm-hmm. The one that Nicole, Matt, and I watched was the theatrical cut, um, which disappeared after the theatrical hmm. run. Hmm. And they came out with a bunch of different cuts. And all of them are weird. I feel uh, like that, doesn't that happen with like every Highlander movie? They're like, no, yes. we can fix it. Yes. Yeah. Don't worry. We've well, got yeah, three different cuts. Yeah, I got One it One of them has to be decent. <laughs> Somewhere in here. Yeah. <laughs> Throw some money at it. That'll, yeah. Like if you count all of the different versions of oh, all of no. the Highlander movies, how many Highlander movies uh-huh. are there then? Oh, I don't want to get into yeah, that. Because there's like five movies. Yeah. But there's but at least like two or three other cuts, cuts of other of things. Yeah, so you yeah. have like eight or nine are they aliens Highlander or they films. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know what? Look, how many cuts does Blade Runner have? Yeah. How many cuts does Brazil have? And those are, you know, I don't like Brazil, but it's a very good movie. I was very well say, made. yeah, are those good? Yeah, Brazil say, is, is, is a, a separate. <laughs> everyone here, believe, uh, remember Nick Jenkins just compared Blade Runner to Highlander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying, look, you can't, you can't judge a movie just on how many cuts there are sure, of it. Sure, well, no, sure. but I, just to this point of there are five of this movie that repeatedly <laughs> says there can only be one. Yeah. Well, my tagline is there can only be one. And there are five of them plus all of the, you know, infinite other versions from all of its many cuts. Right. It's just... Yeah, so we need Does to not deliver on its premise. Which version Tobin saw? But let's let's right. get started with just what was your viewing experience? This was a bewildering viewing experience. <laughs> Since I had no, because I, I didn't watch the episode of the show that you sent until after I watched the uh, movie. You did it backwards. I wanted to make sure I had so, I had seen the movie before <laughs> before we. You're recorded. running out of time. Yeah. So yeah. I so I did that first. So I was guessing a lot at what like there's there's a there's a level of humor that I felt like probably came from the show that wasn't in the <laughs> wasn't in the movies, movies right? <laughs> yeah. Um. And as well, and obviously the 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 idea of the watchers, like all of these things were. Uh, and then, as you said before, all all the different kind of 
they're not even storylines. All the different <laughs> events that happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I couldn't find the connections quite between them. And I, so this was more of a slog, I think, because there's something about the sort of madcap lunacy of some of the previous ones that at least it was this especially is tra- two yeah this yeah. is a complete train wreck and i'm like are these aliens or not and that, that's there's sort of a guessing game there this was a little bit more more like god is this gonna be important oh i don't know is this gonna, i don't know so yeah uh, this was uh-huh. a little bit more of a bewildering slog for me than the previous ones okay um so in this film duncan mcleod who is our our mcleod from the tv show but not the show mcleod which what? is a different yes. cop show. Oh. Um, <laughs> but uh, he has a relationship with a woman named Kate. Um, and he, Connor tells him that she is immortal, but she hasn't quote unquote been triggered yet, right. which you need to be killed in some a kind traumatic, of special way. It was brutal, some sort of traumatic. Say, yeah, I think a traumatic is? death yeah. I think yeah. is the words they use. Otherwise, she would grow old and die, right? She's just yeah, yeah. a human, yeah. Like she has the potential for immortality. Right, yeah. right. If um, she just died, if she like got a cold and died, she would not come back. Correct. It has to be traumatic. I'm I mean, sure. theoretically, yeah, the, yeah. the lore of this of this series, I don't know, man. <laughs> but anyway. Like, yeah. yeah. What if you got traumatically killed when you were 93? Like, that would not oh, be Oh, no, good. you're 93 forever. Yeah, that, how cool would that be to have, like, a 93-year-old swordswoman in this? Like, no, no, see, this is something the series <laughs> never did well. Yes, like, they never yes. they, they never went with, like, what if. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So, anyway, he has this relationship, and he decides, without consulting her. Mm-hmm. No consent on her wedding night. There is absolutely zero consent going on. On. Now, I do. I, I will say that from a story point, I like this idea that this is something he has to grapple with and that he realizes this was horrible what mm-hmm. he did. Um, it's not dealt with no. in any way. So it falls on its face. But he stabs her on their wedding night and that makes her very angry at him for 400 years or yeah. 300 years or forever. You know, yeah. stab me on my yeah. wedding night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have waited as it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Be it is, pissed. you know, it, it's so far beyond like, yeah, all you have to do is say, look, Here's the deal. Here's the sitch. Yeah. yeah. And and you don't have to be a dick about it and like be selfish. Like that is yeah. what his it is. He's being selfish. Well, I'm wondering if that in the lore of this and I'm probably giving it too much credit right now, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if to them if they explain it to someone and then they willingly get killed, it doesn't count as the traumatic death. Wow, you're giving it way too much. But that's what I'm thinking of yeah. like they're saying like they make it very clear that the only way she can become an immortal is to die a traumatic death. So I'm guessing if he had and again, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but maybe their thinking is that if I tell my wife, hey, I could stab you in the chest right now and we're both going to live forever. It's like, sweet, do it. Go for it. That doesn't work. No, because I think getting I stabbed in the chest. I appreciate the intellectual energy that you're trying to expend <laughs> on behalf of this franchise. But I think that you are wrong, even in the context of this movie, because Duncan and Connor have a whole conversation about whether or not he's going to tell her. Yeah. And so like that yeah. to me, like it is right. in the context of the film. The film gives gives us plenty of reason to believe that this is a choice that he could. Uh, uh, it comes up later with her, too. Like, you you never gave me this choice. Like, yeah. it, it comes up repeatedly to whatever to what little degree this idea is actually explored which my my biggest problem with it is the fact that like it's just not explored that well in the first place like that could have been the whole focus the whole of, movie. of the movie was yep. this yeah. uh and also like her side of this is just like not at all like it's there like only sort of casually and like she exists to forgive him 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's her whole. And, and to motivate. There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah. yeah. Near the yeah. end where he... and, like they, they pay only the most like mi- bare minimum of lip service to the idea that something was done to her. Yeah. Like they like they acknowledge it in word, but nothing about the way that they tell this story actually puts weight behind the idea that something bad was done to her. Right. And I feel like it was talked about like with the actors, because I do feel there is a weight behind Adrian Paul's performance there that he that he did a good job of being like, I deserve this. I I made a mistake and I am going to pay for that. Like and and I I deserve to. And like I I feel like that's there, but it didn't show up anywhere else on screen. It didn't show up in any of the screenplay, many screenplays that they went through. Um we she says like a, she has a couple lines about like you know the terrible monotonous like sameness of it all whatever but like again we don't like we don't see any extent of like, right. what like what that was like so yeah so he yes we get a few of, like some scenes of him like being pained because he recognizes mm-hmm. that he fucked up but mm-hmm. like but there's no corresponding on her side outside of her telling him <laughs> here yeah. is why mm-hmm. I'm upset about. You murdering the honor. Yeah, it's like we couldn't. We could have thrown in three more flashbacks into this film. I think they were having a problem with length too, because they had this ridiculously long opening credit sequence. Um, and a, a, a few other things that I'm like, why are we here? Why? Are we <laughs> why? I, I literally have my notes. I'm not really sure why anyone is doing anything. Because <laughs> um, I didn't know who, what the bad guy wanted, why he wanted it. Besides just the old Highlander thing of like you're alive, I have to kill you. No, he wanted no, to he... kill. He wanted to kill Connor specifically. He, no, because, right, no, no, no. But he wanted to kill everyone that Connor loved. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes but but he to was after him. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. after Connor specific torturing Connor. Right, yes, yes. Right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Um, okay, so but to come back to this relationship, this is going to help me figure out which version. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> At the end of the movie, <laughs> yes, is Kate alive or dead? Alive. Oh, oh shit. whoa! She is dead in our version. Whoa. Yeah, that was going to be the last line of my thoughts and all this. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> so our version, she gets her head chopped yep. off by Kells. Mine too. We that's see. the last we see and of she, her. And she, her like dying thoughts are like basically like she like puts like I forgive you vibes yeah. out yep. into yep. the yep. universe yep. and mm-hmm. then dies. My beads. So many beads. Yeah. So yeah. what happened in your version? Okay, so that, <laughs> she does the same uh, vibes to the universe, gets killed, we think. Her her, her, her locket drops to the ground. Uh-huh. In the big confrontation between Jacob and Duncan at the end of the movie, Jacob gives him, the dro- throws at him the, the locket. Same. Uh-huh. Right, that happens in okay, ours. good. So then... Jacob motivates him to do the uh-huh. last thing uh-huh. once again as a good fridged woman does <laughs> yes. yep. Yep. sacrifice yourself yep. so then he then Jacob is killed he wins and then we're at he goes back to, in a coda to some like a mall it looks like honestly Wait, it's where her the fashion end of the movie? Yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. What? Okay, continue. <laughs> Sorry. What the hell? F- her it's fashion show. Fashion okay, show was. for the faith thing. Uh, right? Yes. Okay. The random shots he goes of back to underwear there. women. Yep. Yeah. He looks up and there she is. But she's moving kind of in slow motion. She comes down this escalator very slowly. He's watching her with this sort of is this real? Is this not? And then she comes up to him and then they decide to give it another try. <laughs> and they, okay. And they I, kiss. I, and that's the end. Oh my God. That's so well, bad. Well, he asks um, her. 
He asked her something and she says Kel was about to kill me and then he just didn't. Didn't for no reason. For no, for reasons we'll never understand, yeah. she says. Uh, of course I hate not. this. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that I could hate it more than her being <laughs> fridge yeah. to There's motivate the worst version of this movie. <laughs> but I, I and do he, hate this he, even more. He basically reproposes to her in that moment and she says, Yikes. let's take it slow or something like that. And it gives yeah. him a big old smooch and it's sort of cute. I mean, it's meant to be yeah. cute. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, well, there are many <laughs> yeah. problems. Well, also, I need to know something <laughs> about, about your ending then, because our coda on the film is uh, Duncan going to the grave of Connor, uh-huh. looking at his headstone and then walking away. We get that, too. Okay. I, get, I got that, too. Yeah, okay. that happens first. Right. I didn't know if that was, like, in place of. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's It's this on is some in, of in the, the worst green screen. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Justice League. It's so bad. <laughs> it's it yeah. really bad. But like, they, the, they have shots of the English countryside that, right? or, like, whatever, like, what Scottish countryside they could like, use. And it's, like, this is clearly just, like, they went to, like, wherever the, the Teletubbies were made. <laughs> a reshoot, and like, right? Can we use this? Fucking film it in California. Nobody's right. going to know this. Just go anyway. to Hillside. <laughs> but uh, there's some other differences that yeah. I think you were spared something. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. I think. Really? So it balanced out in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were spared, I believe, some of the worst CGI face replacement. Ooh. You I, get face replacement? Who? Who? Okay, see, you would know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see any You didn't of that. see any face replacement. I don't think so, but tell me so, what. So in the last know. battle. Oh, go for my it. God. The, oh. When, <laughs> yes, I know. So, when, yeah. So, Duncan kills Connor, as I mentioned earlier, to get his power. Because Connor is basically like, we, the only one can fight him. We need to be stronger, so you need to kill me, so you can be strong. So, go do that. So, that starts to eke out in some way during uh-huh. the last battle. Cal. Yeah, and we start to see Duncan's face morph into Connor's face it's a couple so times. Bad. And it goes there and back and there and back. And it looks so, so bad. That was in mine too. Oh, oh really? Okay, okay, you weren't spared then. No, no, no. I got that too. No, it well, was, then, it yes. is, I mean, granted it was 2000. Yeah. So CG was not at the top of its game. Yeah, but again, the Matrix was like, Around the same time it was as the this year movie. before, yeah, with a much higher budget, yeah, but still, don't do that, mm-hmm. yeah. You I could texted, do the voice. I texted Nick about two things in this movie. Yep. The first was when it begins and, and when Connor is like, Connor? Like, I watched the show. I saw. I thought we were done with Connor. I'm very upset uh, that Connor has been uncanceled. But uh, I also texted him, uh, oh, my God, no. Why? Who thought this mutant CGI was a good idea for the big finish? I'm so embarrassed for them. It was like, embarrassing. It was like, yeah. I, I also realized in that moment, too, that I think this is probably part of my why I don't one of my other issues with bad B movies though is that like I do I don't deal well with secondhand embarrassment yeah. and like that like that was the experience like watching this I was embarrassed like I felt I felt very embarrassed for them because it's so bad I can see that <laughs> it like, felt very much like effects that were in the Super Mario Brothers movie which came out like years earlier yeah like but six years earlier yeah. yeah like it looks like effects from a way worse like movie from like a way worse earlier 90s kind of style but, movie but but <laughs> also the 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 tone of super mario brothers is you know comical and it fun. works better in that this right. is supposed to be a very serious mystical moment and this is the, this is like this is it this is yeah. your big yeah. climactic fight right. and you choose to do that the with it visually it's like the franchise's yeah. climax <laughs> yeah. is in this moment right, right? like right. and I, it also i don't get it i don't either no. like why <laughs> is this happening like i i understand that he but like we've never seen this happen with any other Yep. Immortals before. They absorb their power, they take it on, 
but there's never like eking out of the other person like yeah. they're mm-hmm. not still living inside of them mm-hmm. there there is sort of some of that in the series uh kind of it's weird like their lore is not their strong point well i would have given like i i wish it would just be a thing where like duncan went to speak and connor's voice yeah. came the, out the, yes. the voice i think was work, actually worked kind of yeah. cool That's like if you cool. just do that but, yeah. i'm like oh, right or there. even if right. he like you you had fighting styles and all of a sudden duncan was using a different the, using well, connor's now fighting you're just, stuff now you're just i mean I mean, you're saying not Connor has a fighting that. style. <laughs> yeah. Except Connor strikes this same pose five times in the movie. <laughs> True. And you could have had Duncan do that right. and been like, hey, that looks familiar. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You, can, you can imagine the stunt guy saying to the director, like, this is the only thing I could get him to do. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the best I got. Or just like kill him in the same way he killed him before or something. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Have, find, find some other way to do that callback that is not that yeah. Obnoxious yeah. face. Have to burn him at the really... stake. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you did that? <laughs> but Nicole, along the Highlander spectrum, yeah, which have all been terrible for yeah. you, I know. But like, where do you like? How does this one play? Like, what was your experience with this one in comparison? I'm I'm curious because I think you have had the most difficulty, yeah. getting through yeah. this. Series. I think I think it's I've been pretty vocal about hating this so much, yeah. hating all of them. <laughs> Um, and I think I was thinking about that a little bit too while watching the show before we came down here. Matt was saying something about how much better, how much more he enjoyed the show than the experience of watching the movies, which like probably true, but like they're all bad. Like it's like, <laughs> I, like I don't know. Like it's not, there's no, I don't know how you, how you say like, yes, this is less terrible than everything else, but I didn't enjoy that either. <laughs> uh, I agree that I think that the hour of the, the, if, if only because it was only an hour. <laughs> 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, 40, 40, yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. 48, 48 minutes. 48 minutes. At 48 minutes, it was less time, which inherently makes it better. Um, I, but also, also, I was less like, like deeply high level offended by this movie than the previous three. Uh, sure. I, which I guess, you know. I think that was something similar to Tobin's attitude. <laughs> like, well, at least it didn't really offend me. Yeah, yeah. Like, relative relative to a lot of the choices that they made in the first three movies, like, this was, it was, it was fine. I am shy. I still cannot get over the fact that this movie was made in 2000, though. Like, there were a number of things about just, like, the aesthetic and everything about this movie that, just in my head, I was like, oh, we're, like, in the early 90s, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mythos's shirt. I just... Like, Mythos's pink mauve shirt tucked in with his pants sure. pulled up to his belly button. Like, I guess now looking back, Gosh, though, at the style of the sort of like the immortal gang that like Donnie Yen was a yeah, part of, yeah, yeah. those yeah. guys look boy bandish. Like, they sort of look mm. like they w- could be extras in Josie and the Pussycats or something. I don't know, Boy like, Bandish, but it's definitely, it's more like... There was, like, they, chin they, strap they, beards. They remind and... me of, um, of like, baddies on, on Buffy. Yeah. Like, that's, that mm-hmm. was, which, right. which, to that end, makes, makes yeah. more sense as far as where we're situating in yeah. time. But the, the style of the movie itself looks it's, very Everything old. about it is whatever. But to, to the, in answer to your question, this is, I would say, the least bad of the movies that I have watched. Because all of my Highlander <laughs> friends... And we do have our own friend group. Mostly, you would have to. It's a support system. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I still like Highlander. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I still like the show. Um, but we all sort of consider this the good Highlander movie. Yeah. But it's agree. on, like, it's like, you mm-hmm. know. 
in comparison, it's not a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right, yeah I, right. I had to, I had to like front load that. Like, I yeah. can't, I cannot give, I cannot say that unqualified. Like, right. I, I sure. cannot. There's like a giant, giant asterisk next to that. But other, with that asterisk declared, <laughs> I totally agree that this is the best Highlander movie. And that is is really weird because, like, even <laughs> as I said at the beginning, it is such barely a movie. Yes, it's, that's correct. It's and maybe that's to its credit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's not enough here to really get angry right, about right. because there's not enough here. They didn't have enough well, time to stew in any of their terrible ideas. Well, they solve their throwing smart women in the dumpster problem by not having smart women in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say uh, the, you know? the the woman Amanda in the TV series she seems cool. Yeah. Oh no, Amanda's okay. So like Amanda, this is interesting because this is a crossroads of of experience uh-huh. thing here that I'm going to talk about. Okay, okay. So Amanda in the series is a fan favorite. Everybody loved Makes Amanda. I, I she get was it. she was great. She was an awesome thief in the show. Mm. Um, I think by that season she was getting uh, billing at the beginning. But regardless, like she was great. She's played by an actress named Elizabeth Grayson. Now, um, Elizabeth Grayson also got a spinoff uh, called The Raven, where she picked up that show afterward and she got to have her own season of that. It didn't work too well, but also she had become difficult to work with because she was uh, a person who I'll see if I get this right because Elizabeth if you're listening and I'm, I've got something wrong <laughs> I apologize uh, but she had admitted to having an affair with Bill Clinton uh, when he was governor of Arkansas and this when a twist I did not well, yeah, yeah, of well, all of the places that yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, so the director <laughs> no 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 she was uh, the winner I think she was Miss Arkansas Uh, And so she admitted to that. And then this came out in the 90s when what was going on in politics, you had the whole Clinton impeachment and she was starting to become uh, I don't I don't know it very well, but I want to say harassed Mm -hmm. by uh, Clinton's lawyers. And she started to become paranoid that. Everyone was out to get her. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, Nicole knows this about me, but as a person who fears (laughs) being thrown in jail for no reason and and, and doesn't have the highest trust of authority, Uh Mm -hmm. I can understand somebody becoming very paranoid about something like that when it's like this is the person, the person in the highest office of our country, their lawyers are starting to harass you. I I can understand that. Now, Mm -hmm. so she sort of dropped out of acting. It's why she wasn't in this movie. Hmm. Um, She just schedules couldn't work and she just sort of turned her back on acting a bit. And then she went on to doing uh, acting workshops, I think just for women. Um, And Hmm. so she still does little things, but like her career was a little bit I, I don't know if wow. derailed is the right word, but like that all happened and it yeah. sort of all fell apart and she mm. just became, I, I hate to say hard to work with because that's not the right thing, but she was very distracted mm-hmm. right. by what was going right, on right. with that. And rightfully so, yeah, like holy so. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she is a fan favorite. Everybody loved Amanda. I have a t-shirt with her on it um, <laughs> that I won in a Highlander card game tournament. Like it's like it, she is awesome. So, so I have a question then. Okay. It, is the woman is Kate in the show, or no? Or is Kate meant to be a the Amanda name. replacement for the show? Like, if they couldn't, would that part just have been Amanda if they had if they'd been able to get her to do it? It's 
possible, but it wouldn't have been the same story. Different backstory, probably. Yeah, because her backstory, yeah. she's way older than McLeod. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's even better. I like that even better. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was found uh, She was during the uh, Black Plague, huh, I think huh. she is uh, how she died. Yeah. And she was found by another woman, Cassandra. Who uh, I think it was Cassandra. Women, all these women. Immortals. No, the, the, the TV the, shows are apparently the TV much shows better than has, has a lot of better backstories. And, yeah, uh, but Shit. taught her how to be uh, a better thief, yeah. and then huh. they became huh. like this awesome thief couple. And um, wow, it was, I want to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. um, so she had a, it's a vastly different story, and yeah. then they would occasionally cross paths, yeah. and then eventually fell in love, and it was really it was a really good story. I like I like those two together. Right. So yeah. Amanda's awesome. Yeah, that was um, my takeaway yeah. from the, watching yeah. the episode of the TV uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mostly that. Um, she's, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. She's awesome. I wish that uh, they could have done more with her afterwards, but I understand yeah. what yeah, happened. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So, yeah. but like, talk about bizarre. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That, you weren't expecting that. Uh, no. <laughs> I was not expecting Bill Clinton's not, name to be said during no. this episode. <laughs> no, that was not a twist I was prepared um, for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I got the details right about that. Uh, you can check out uh, her bio online, though, and it talks about it. And uh, so if I'm mistaking anything, please tweet at me and let me know. But th- I think that's what happened. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Nicole, do you have anything else to add about that before we move? Wikipedia says they had a one night stand. That's what it said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that counts as an affair. Yeah. 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 So he was married at the time. Yeah. Yes, they were both married at the time. Oh, well, to Wikipedia. Yeah. Matt. Yes. How was this experience for you <laughs> in the pantheon of Highlander things? <laughs> as a movie, eh. As a Highlander, hey. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> my, new writing, my, my new rating system. I understood Meh that, though. Or hey. Yeah. Uh, How many miss and hey? <laughs> yeah, it's about 12 hey's. Um, so how many times in the movie I'm like, hey, that was actually good. Um, this isn't physically painful. Yeah, Uh, that's kind of my feeling about it is I felt like when watching this one, everything bad we've said about it is true. (laughs) Like, don't be mistaken. Oh, there's more bad that I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, plenty of bad to talk about. (laughs) But there there was something about it, and I think it was, uh, Tobin touched on the humor and sort of the tone that carried over from the TV show was different. It felt like a different movie even mm-hmm. within itself at times uh it felt like it became a different <laughs> oh, that's movie. very true um, yes. yeah so i liked that sort of the take on it and i enjoyed getting some new blood in there some new characters we hadn't mm-hmm. like known before because i none of us had watched the tv show right uh, enough to know these people uh so that was nice to kind of change things up and let connor kind of be the the old man who's just kind of in the shadows helping out but he looks so old. He looks way older than he actually was because he was like forty. He looked closer to the old age makeup from yeah. number two. Uh, number two, yeah. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, the first thing he like comes on screen. I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> hey there, Christopher Lambert, <laughs> Some, uh, for an immortal. Yeah, especially when they're doing the flashbacks to him back in the Scottish Highlands, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be young Connor McLeod, like watching... right when he was first becoming the immortal, like. I mentioned Buffy earlier. I'm like, you get to like the fifth season of Angel and both David Boyanese yeah. and James Arsene. It's just like, neither one of you guys are looking. Yeah. Are looking you're both looking real mortal. Well, yeah. to be fair, James Marsters was a good 10 years older than uh, uh, David Boreanaz. Oh, wow. Interesting. He was 40 when he got cast. I mean, he, you know, he, he, he held up. 
well, but like you can do that when there's you're only really so fit. much you can do there's with an only, immortal character right, yeah. 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 when you make films over 25 right. years right. with when them. You, it's like, keep going, uh, time will catch up with you. Yeah, <laughs> this felt past its expiration date. Like, they, they should have not recast, they should have just talked about him as though, yeah, yeah or yeah. just like make up an excuse for the way he looks. Hey, like, he got in a just fire. Like, he got struck by lightning or something. Well, the, the thing while he was it hooked no, up to yeah. the thing, yeah, it drained his life force. Yeah. It drained, yeah, his light, drained yeah. the life out of him. Good. What? A, yeah. Put that, in. that. This is one of the... that's, that's one sentence. That, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's exactly how this movie does plot. <laughs> right. and be like, yeah. no, he didn't kill me because he didn't feel like it today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that's how basically Connor survives in this movie because yep. they kill a whole sanctuary full of other immortals uh-huh. and they just spare him because they don't want to kill him then. Yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They want right. to wait and torture him more. Right. Yeah. Um, to be fair. It's not they. It's just Jacob. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. And his cronies. But his cronies um, don't really care about Connor one way yeah. or the other. No. Uh, but, yeah, the movie, for me, I was with it, I think, more up until the the time they did the same thing that other Highlander films before it have done, which is you have a fight halfway <laughs> through the movie of the good guy and the bad guy, uh-huh. and that, that just ends, uh-huh. and everyone just walks away like, S- next time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it, and it's it reminds me like a, a a pet peeve of Wizard of Oz, which is necessary to toss into this conversation. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got Bill Clinton. So. <laughs> yeah, if you're playing real bad Where's bingo the out there, um, but it, it's, it's it's similar in uh, towards the end of Wizard of Oz, the Wicked Witch traps all of them in a room, and she has them dead to rights, and then she takes a big hourglass and goes and tips it over, and she's like, when this du- like ends, I'm gonna kill you, and it's like. Why? Instead yeah. of just pulling out her Glock and going, Pff. yeah, <laughs> this is an accurate retelling of the Wizard of Oz and every James Bond movie ever. I mean, this yeah. is a, not an uncommon. Yeah. Yes, and it's but in these Highlander movies, they don't even they make up sort of an yes, excuse yes. in all of them, but it literally looks like not now. I'll get you later. Right. And it also just like pulls the legs out of any any ability to actually build tension because yeah. it's like well, we do, like, and this that's one does supposed to be worse. your big thing. Mm-hmm. It's like at, at the end, your your hero and your villain fight, and like that's the thing that we're waiting for. So what? Like why are we doing this in the middle of the movie? I don't. Uh, and this one pissed me off more than the other one did because this one, the moment that happens. I'm, in the last one, it was the fight happens, and then Connor returns to his apartment where his girlfriend was waiting. And he's like, ah, it didn't go well. And that was in Highlander 2. Yeah, the one where she just waits the whole time yeah. for him. Yep, yep, yep. Um, waits in a dumpster. <laughs> waits in waits an apartment. apartment. But this this was worse for me in some, some capacity because it cuts to a different movie all of a sudden. And then we get the full story of Kate and Duncan. And their whole double love scenes happening at the same time. Right. And it just, it's, again, like telling a bad joke. It's They realized, oh, we're about to kill off Kate. We have to make her important now. Let's actually introduce Kate. Yeah, so like- let's spend 20 minutes talking about her and their relationship and why she's important, run through their entire thing. And at the end of that 20 minutes, we'll kill her and get back to the story. Right. Yep. And so that chunk of the movie, as much as we talked about how the, that, sort of works as an interesting plot device. They don't pay off well, the whole stabbing in the chest uh, thing. Um, I just think it's an interesting idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah, as a separate movie. Yeah. Yes, the idea Something of... that exists, this could exist in the Highlander mythology. 
as a as a way to have some conflict. Right. Yes. It's if a good way to introduce well. conflict if, like Nicole had said, they had shown her side of it <laughs> at all. Right. Um, right. But the only thing we get is like, oh, this woman's important to him. So when she dies in the next scene, uh-huh. you'll care. Yes. And so that like 20 minute chunk of the movie, I just didn't like and felt like I was very confused as to why I was watching it. Because I was, we didn't see Jacob Kell, we didn't see Connor for like twenty minutes. Right. It's it, it is only there because we know why Connor would want to kill our mm-hmm. bad guy. Connor has a motivation to kill yeah. him, but it has to be Duncan. Like uh-huh. the, the move, this movie's project is the passing of the baton, yeah. and so Connor has to die, and Duncan has to do it, and like. Duncan doing it because Connor wants him to is like not is like a pretty flimsy motivation. And so like they ha- they had to give Duncan a motivation. Like basically they're like, OK, shit, we're whining to the end, but the end can't happen yet. Uh, OK, why does Duncan care? Yeah. Here, he's got a, a lady. Because <laughs> we're going to kill his girlfriend. And then maybe not if you're watching Tobin's <laughs> version yeah. of the movie. She didn't die anyways. You could have fridged Connor. <laughs> if you're going to fridge right? someone. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah have, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, they even try to like introduce a little bit of conflict. Jacob tries to introduce conflict between Connor and Duncan at some point, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me in the moment because they're at the cemetery the w- it was a weird scene. Yeah. Well, they, they yeah, it's very weird. Uh, well, it's weird because it, it's like this is like B movie bad where he get, they say something in the car, he gets out of the car, and then it's he, like an echo. He has like this. Th- uh, th- th- we just heard the dialogue, uh-huh. and then now it's heard in voiceover again. Uh-huh. Why are we hearing Why? this? Yeah. We don't lit- forget. He just said the thing, <laughs> and it's not even important. Yeah. Right. I don't even remember what he said, but I remember going. We didn't need. That. I guess it's, uh, yeah. to me, it feels like they were trying to make it more spooky. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Because like at this point, you don't know that Connor is still alive. You're supposed to assume that Connor has right. died. And right. so he's going to, I want to see the body. Right. Um, but I think he, he even hears an echo of his own voice yep. saying like, I have to see the body. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y- okay, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but then he sees Connor just hanging out in the cemetery for some reason. Uh, and, and they speak Gaelic, which I thought was a nice They speak Gaelic. Touch. They hang out for a bit. And then Jacob shows up, uh, which that moment made me laugh. Cause I was like, Oh, immortals have great memories. Like, no matter who they see, no matter how long it's been, they know their full name and their face. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't remember somebody I met, like, last week, Mm -hmm. like, their first name. But, like, Immortals, (laughs) it's like, he looks completely different from the last time I saw him 400 years ago. That's Jacob Kell. Uh Well, they even do an overlay of his old face. So the audience will know who he was. Yeah. But there's the moment there where... uh, he talks about to Connor about how he killed him uh-huh. yeah. and he the next line he says is like and Duncan is like what and he's like oh you never told him and I'm like how would he have told right. him why would he have told him right. he didn't know you were alive until two seconds ago why would he have been like hey so just so you know so we're on the level <laughs> yeah. 400 years ago I stabbed a dude you know how I do that all the time right I did that again <laughs> but it, it's even weirder than that Wait, Tobin, you were gonna. Well, just the, the, maybe you can help me with this. <laughs> <laughs> so this is becoming a support group. Uh-huh. So Jacob, so Jacob's whole motivation in this mm-hmm. movie is predicated on the fact that a long, long time ago, he when they were burning the, Connor's he, mother, uh-huh. he was bur- he was burning Connor's mom at the stake. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
and Connor had been his friend. They were friends before. This. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. He and this old guy, who was a father figure to Jacob, mm-hmm. were burning Connor's mom at the stake. Mm-hmm. Connor, in an attempt, uh, in the process of rescuing her, sort of accidentally not. He, he doesn't know who kills he's killing, dad. but yeah. he kills the father figure, this priest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also stabs Jacob. We think Jacob's dead. So so Jacob's whole thing has mm-hmm. been, I was killing your mom, but you killed my father figure. Yes. Therefore, I'm going to destroy everyone in your life. Yeah. And- yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And, and the movie correct. does not negotiate. Like, yes, that whole like yeah. there's no. Connor's not even like, dude. We are even. Yeah, yeah. we are like so. Yeah, yeah. so one hundred percent. You could reverse that, and it would make a little bit more sense. Like, you could imagine a character whose mother had been killed by someone, and then that sends them on this quest of vengeance over hundreds of years. Sure, but this, I it just, I, I spent the whole time trying to figure out if I was missing something yeah. about their feud. Well, it let's talk about Jacob Kell. It should have been like he walks up, he's like, you want to kill me? I want to kill you. Yeah. I yeah. thought I already did. Right. You, <laughs> got, you got chocolate <laughs> in my peanut butter. Yeah. 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 But uh, Jacob Kell is a waste of a villain. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot of interesting stuff that could have been done. Uh, the idea of a religious fanatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they hint at They here. do. They keep like, hinting at it. Yeah. Like he wears the crosses on his shoes. Right. Uh, that he's got disciples, sort of. Um, they've even got mm-hmm. the fucking Last Supper thing that they use every time. Whatever. But, the, <laughs> but like, it, like, they don't do anything with yeah. it. He's mm-hmm. vulgar. He's... Um, he doesn't seem to like religion doesn't seem to be a part of anything no. for him at all other than just a little bit of decoration. But he's even, you know, he like in his lair, he has a big cross that he's leaning on mm. half the time. Um, and it, it it's bizarre to me because, again, you could do like if he had this whole thing of like, no, I was chosen by God mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to who's a fanatic, a fanatic. Yes. Thank you. A fanatic. Yes. That could have been an interesting way to go. And it would have been different. Yeah. Like that's not something. Well, no, OK, there wasn't a character of that in the series, but you didn't. But, 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 but in <laughs> yeah. the movies, in the, movies yeah. the, the, the villains have often been they're a little bit of a bright spot because they're way over the top and they're. Yeah. Cr- they just do ludicrous things and they're kind of fun. It's like often the life in the movie comes uh-huh. from the villain. Yes. Uh-huh. And this this drops that ball entirely. And if you don't have that. <laughs> it, it, it also did, like didn't they also didn't do they so they clearly weren't trying to do the fanatic thing at all in any meaningful way they seemed to kind of be doing a thing where about like you know needing forgiveness about like you've 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 done you've done wrong and you need to uh you know make amends whatever again yeah. forget uh, yeah, atone that's what i was looking for thank you mm-hmm. uh and that's you know duncan's whole storyline and in theory like we we see that Connor is like feels some kind of negative way. I don't to the degree that Connor emotes. <laughs> I don't know, but some kind of bad feelings about having killed the priest by accident. But He's like, a Rorschach, tech, Rorschach <laughs> test yeah, of a yeah, face. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. whatever you see, whatever you see, man. <laughs> but like they. By virtue of setting that whole scene up with the mother being burned at the stake in that way, they didn't even give, like, they didn't create a situation where anybody in the audience is going to look at that and go, wow, I really get why you feel the need to atone. Like, there's no, and like, you, you could have had, you could have made the villain more plausible and like had Connor fit into this atonement narrative if you had just found some other way to, which, whatever, like, all of these scenes, there's more going on than needs to be in terms of information density. And like, there's totally a way that you could have collapsed 
some of Connor's whatever, like that kind of initial confrontation that leads to Connor killing the priest that isn't in defense of his mother being burned at the stake. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's no, as an as an audience member, there's no feeling that he has anything to atone for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. why, like, I don't know, why would he feel any sort of remorse or like, I don't know about mm-hmm. it. I, like, I, I, you were trying to save your mom. They were burning her. Yeah. I, uh, <gasps> Right, I think, and I, I hate to bring up this example because it's not a good movie, and we've talked about it before. <laughs> oh my God, I think we're going to talk about the same thing. Are we talking about Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so, oh, their faces uh, were so that. cute. That was cute. <laughs> well, episode two. Hold, hold on. <laughs> this is adorable. It was like the facial thing in the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I knew. Took on each other's faces. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Cause yeah. It's like, right? It's, it, it's exactly that. It's that sort of thing of, the, you make... Well, okay, so Anakin Skywalker's Skywalker's mother has been kidnapped by Tusken Raiders. Mm -hmm. Like, they're barely, they they are portrayed as sort of barely above human. They're humanoid, but they're very animalistic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anakin goes to Tatooine to rescue her. And just as he rescue her, rescues her, she has a really comical death, and she just ah. that's very bad. Um, Mm. But then, in possibly the only really horrifying idea in that movie Anakin, even more so yeah it's 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 like a genuine like oh fuck this yeah. dude is evil yeah kind of moment he wipes out the entire village the not and the children yeah. and he's everything like, i killed like, them the, the, <laughs> the men the women the and children, the children. And, and it's Anakin. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's this I moment. This of the yeah. movie. <laughs> but like you could you could do that if like they cut away, right? Mm-hmm. And then you find out what he did after they killed his mother was he destroyed right. Right. the right. village. And then he right. feels bad about it yeah. because he like the priest wasn't even necessarily directly involved or he like he was just killing anyone in front of him because he was upset. Right. It was about wrath at that yeah, point. Right. 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 You let right. him be like that guy, yep. and then he does have something to it's atone a, yep. for. Whereas and in you this, get where Jacob is coming from. Yes. Like, yeah. He has right. something to atone for. Jacob has like an actual motivation that makes any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it, it it depends on you know how you want to make that movie go. Whereas it is Jacob looking to punish, or is he looking to get Connor to? atone and apologize like right. like you could do that in a bunch of different ways and yeah. i'm not saying one better than the other I mean, this is an action but movie ways so, that, yeah. and ways that make sense with the movie that is there yeah like that's like mm-hmm. the, like right. it's 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 on the edge of doing this that's thing. not a big change right. like right. It, <laughs> well and even like like tobin was saying the whole thing of i mean obviously father figures are important to a lot of people but in a movie storytelling kind of like in a bare bones kind of movie if you're making this simple of a movie torturing like someone through killing anyone close to them after you've already killed and burned their mother mm-hmm. right like is not revenge for your father figure being murdered right. if we had seen other people close to Jacob die Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, and if his father and Jacob hadn't kind of been directly right. yes. yeah. responsible. Yeah. They for started everything. it. Right. Yeah. They fu- literally, started they started it. the fire. Right. <laughs> you know, like there was only one good guy in that whole thing, and it was the guy that's black powder. Yeah. Will, yeah. You'll die will, faster. You'll blow up. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Like they they had some ideas. Like we keep saying this, like, they're, oh, that was an idea. Mm-hmm. And they did. It's exhausting how much energy we spend on these episodes. <laughs> Episodes, like making these movies into movies. 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the people who got paid to they make these paid. movies in the movies made hundreds of thousands of dollars. They made presumably. so much money to make yeah. movies that aren't movies. Yeah. What I mean, this fuck? one especially. Like, Highlander. Somehow we, most of us think it's still the best. <laughs> yep. It's, it's bizarre, right? I mean, I don't know, Tobin, do you feel that way? No, but you know, it's been so long <laughs> now since I've seen the other ones that my memory is so hazy of them. <laughs> I'm left with the residue of this one in my mouth. That's sort of all I can taste. Oh, and I don't sure. like yeah, the yeah. taste. So it's hard for <laughs> yeah. me to... So I'm going to have to do some work before we do the next one to kind of be able to rank them all when we're done. Oh, so okay. I'm going to wait. I'm going to reserve a little judgment on that. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it's hard for me to, I'll say. to listen back to the episodes to see which ones I hated. Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, they kind of blur together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that number two? Is that number three? Well, it's like for me, you know, number one was mostly shock. Like I was just shocked at how yeah. I liked this at one point. <laughs> um, and then, you know, two is just like, this is fun. Uh-huh. Like, right. holy crap, this movie's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then three was just almost nothing. It was a non-experience. And the, I don't have any memory. Yeah. Of, like, like it's a it's three, a weird soft remake of of one where Mario Van Peebles is oh, kind of that's fun. That's right. He was. Okay, yeah. So yeah. And now then, I remember it. And then this one is the one that as a filmmaker, I look at the most and kind of go, ah, I, there's some really uh, Douglas Arniakoski. This was his first feature film that he'd made. I think his first narrative film at all. Like he hadn't made any shorts. Uh, he had been, a, I believe, an AD, an assistant mm-hmm. director, which is great. That's a great way to transition because you learn a lot. But it was kind of clear in a lot of sequences. He didn't he didn't quite have the skill set. But there's a storytelling component that's not here. Yes, because yeah. it's like it's all exposed. Well, mm-hmm. the shots are generally good, except for one shot in the cemetery, which is a push in where it looked like the guy doing the push in was on drugs because <laughs> the camera went. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> um, but like I think the 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 beginning where Connor is in the prison cell. And he's trying to get out. If you watch it, it looks really weird. And it looks that way because what I believe is happening is they shot it for slow motion. And if you shoot for slow motion on uh, you have to up your shutter speed or yes, you have to have a quicker shutter speed. uh, So you would reduce your shutter speed Um, because if you have a longer shutter speed and your shutter stays open longer then you're going to get blurry lines. Um, So what you need to do is you crank that open. So they sped it back up. And it looks freaking weird because the shutter speed is super quick. So it's got this weird (laughs) hyper realistic quality to it. But I can't figure out why else it would look that way. Also, if you look at it, there's some exposure problems in there, which is another thing. If you're shooting in slow motion, you don't get as much light. So that would also account for that. But I'm like, again, it's a storytelling thing where at the time you didn't know what you needed. Right, right. So you're thinking this will look cool in slow motion. Mm -hmm. This shot will look cool. How it connects to any other shot, I don't know yet. Yes. That's a a recurring recurring theme yeah and this this film has a lot of those and some of the action sequences were like could have been cool Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. weren't quite there because he's not you know like there's a reason jackie chan is such a renowned filmmaker for action sequences like he knows not only how to choreograph but how the shots work how to choreograph to camera yes exactly And you look at really bad movies, like really bad movies, like way worse than this movie. And you can see that, like, generally the biggest problem with action movies is you don't know how to shoot this. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you get somebody riding on top of a car, if you don't shoot it right, it just looks awkward and weird. (laughs) So so there's a lot there with 
with Douglas uh, Arniakoski. Like it, it's it just not quite there. I haven't seen any of his other work. I know he I think he was uh, first AD on Spy Kids and those movies with Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. um, which is also a wildly different experience uh, than working on a studio picture. <laughs> so who knows? But yeah, it just there were too many times. And then like just his techniques were all over the place when there were some explosions he used fast motion and it didn't seem to work there either and and then the horrible cg and then that horrible green screen like there's just a lot all sort of all over the map and it not except for that face replacement there wasn't really one thing that jumped out at me as like oh that's horrible in terms of you know action direction just like ah that could have been better like a lot of this could have been better so I think I notice it more in this movie because you've got people like Donnie Yen yeah. and Adrian Paul who can actually do a really good fight sequence. Mm-hmm. And if it's not being captured really well, it's kind of sad. You're just kind of like, oh, that could yeah, have been missed really opportunities. Cool. Yeah, missed opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So which I feel like this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the That's, land of missed uh, opportunities. Yes, that it is. Yes. Highlander, that it is. the land of missed opportunities. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. This also had a terrible score. This this felt like a score that was like plucked out of the vault somewhere. I from, didn't even like register. Yeah, it. It was, I mean that's how bad it was. It like did not yeah. attract yeah, my attention no. at all. Aside from the uh, opening credits, which is just very like. Can we talk about those opening credits? I love opening credits. These are bad ones. These are bad opening credits. What is the job of the opening credits, Tobin? <laughs> what is the job of any good opening credit oh, sequence? Boy, you're putting me on the spot here. Uh-huh. Um, you can, opening credits can do a number of things. It can give you um, tone. It can give you atmosphere. It can give you a bit, a little bit of the story. It can uh, bring you to the world of the movie. It prepares you for the movie you're about to watch. Does right? this one do any of those things? You know what's funny? The, my first note was Donnie Yen because his name's <laughs> in the credits. And my second note is atmospheric credits because I have to say, I have to say, I don't, I didn't like them, but like it felt like they were be- building to a thing. It right. feels like they were for they the don't. second Highlander. Yeah, film. exactly. Like yes. it felt like for exactly. that like pseudo sci-fi, right, right. slightly dystopian future film. Right. And it doesn't suit this movie That's at the all. That's the problem. It's like, it's it like, feels yeah, like it's where a are thi- these coming from? Right. right. Where did this come? Now, ironically or coincidentally, I'm not quite sure how words work, but <laughs> because these credits <laughs> would work for Highlander 5. Oh, oh actually wow. really well. <laughs> I don't know how huh. that happened, yeah. but there, there's no computer shit in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like everything is all this digital readouts. I can't and wait stuff. for computer shit in the next yeah. movie. Oh, you're going to be impressed. You talk yeah, about there's their files. They have their files for uh, everybody. But what's the role? That was in the TV show. That was a TV show. Yeah, that was a TV show. That wasn't even in the movie. <laughs> it's all, it's, <laughs> all everything Highlander that we watched <laughs> is just this vast blur in my brain yeah. when yeah, we're yeah. talking. Everything That's you guys fair. are saying i'm like which one is that yeah i don't know did i watch i that? literally watched this today like two hours before Same. i came here but do you I suppose that computer stuff is is a matrix that's thing? what matt had theorized. i was thinking <laughs> that makes no, sense. Wait, like... okay there was because they showed the kills the kills that was oh, in that there one was this some movie. they did pull stuff, up their yeah. watcher that's files true. that's true you're okay. right you're right <laughs> sorry yes <laughs> They was yes, there was definitely they were like, How many kills is this? Jacob's guy like got? at six hundred or a thousand or whatever. No, like six hundred six hundred. Yeah, we remembered this because if you add him, Connor and Duncan together, it's like a thousand kills. Yeah. And, and we're I like, would... maybe humans are the minority on the planet. <laughs> How many fucking immortals exist yeah. in this yeah. world if you've already killed a thousand of them? Right. Also, like, this is just I don't know, as like a from a 
uh, game design, like the level, your level system doesn't really track here. Like no. Jacob is just so in another league. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no, there's no point. What are you guys even doing? But oh, in their last supper scene, killing? it felt like they were all giving themselves up to him. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, that no, like, they did not try to oh, fight back. They don't yeah. try to fight back. Yeah. So I'm like, and, uh, how did uh, Donnie Yen die in your version? He <laughs> he pulls his sword like he's going to fight him at the Last mm-hmm. Supper thing, and then he just stands there looking at him and l- sort of allows him to slice his. Head okay, on. so there's another cut <laughs> where he sticks the sword in the wall. And then walks into it and cuts his own head off. That was not this. Okay. There's so many cuts of this movie. Why? Uh, but yes, because and- they're in a constant state of we need to make it better. What? It's terrible, and we have to make it better with what we have. No, stop throwing money at this. Well, that's another. Stop it. That's a really another clear example of that sort of like telling the bad joke kind of thing of like or a bad telling of a joke uh, sort of setup is because. They they like show this lair that he has for the very first time, and the first thing like someone says to the other person is like, "We better watch out." I don't know if Jacob <laughs> yeah, is going to have right. much need for us anymore. And the next thing that happens yeah. is Jacob starts killing all <laughs> yeah, of them. And it's like, yeah. oh, you literally did not need to say that because there's no tension or setup after you say it between when you say it and when it happens. Right. Because if you had not said it at all, it would have come out of the blue and he would have just started killing people. Right. That would have been much better. Or yes. you have him say it and then you don't have him kill anybody. Exactly. And you're sure. thinking, oh, wait a minute. Is One or the other. Or, yeah. right. or have him... Do what apparently he did in your version, which is kill everyone else yeah. and leave one person and be like, see what I'll do. Although we don't know that when you see it. When you watch the scene, you yeah. think she's dead. I think that's the, the better version if you're going to keep her alive, is ha- which I thought was going to happen in this version, mm-hmm. is have him kill everyone and keep her alive. But then she's a scared sidekick that has mm-hmm. to help him out, even though she doesn't want to. She turns on him. She helps the good guys. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so many better versions of that scene. Yeah. But saying, hey, I think he might kill us, and then he immediately kills them. Okay, thanks, guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the movie was mansplaining <laughs> to us. Just like, hey, hey, you know that guy? I bet he wants to kill all his bad guys. <laughs> oh, like he just did? Yep, yeah, that's what I said was going to happen. Actually, right. yeah. <laughs> Okay, we need to move on because uh-huh. we've been talking about this piece of junk for a while now. <laughs> yeah. But we all need to talk about how we're going to, how could it be fixed? This one's really hard, I think, mm-hmm. um, because it's so disparate. Like there's so much happening mm-hmm. in this movie. I We already sort of talked about how I envisioned fixing it, which is I, I think you make Kel an actual fanatic. Mm-hmm. That at least makes it a more interesting there's at least a villain there who's interesting. And it's weird, too, because I was just thinking about that scene right before when they're talking about Kel. And then they look up and see him and he's dressed in all white and he's looking very pious. And I'm like, the, the hints are there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's not the in the movie. The wardrobe is there. The wardrobe <laughs> is there, yeah. but it's not like in the, the wardrobe movie. wardrobe person <laughs> tried. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, like, I would be interested in that, and I would be interested in in uh, playing out his whole followers thing a little bit more. Um, I also think, honestly, fucking remove Connor McLeod from this movie. I don't think you need him. Mm-hmm. I think all of this can happen with Duncan. And I think maybe if you want to refer to Connor at some point, so they're linked somehow. Uh, but I, I don't know. At that point, it's also making more of a mess, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> but really, for me, it's about the villain. And in here, the villain was kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. I think um, Bruce, I can't remember his last name, uh, the actor. It's who- Payne. 
Yeah, Bruce Payne. I think he's a capable actor, um, but I don't. And he has really sharp teeth. Do you guys know does that man when they do the close-ups on his mouth man his teeth are like you've watched this movie too many times yeah i've watched this movie way too many times he had teeth (laughs) okay there was a villain uh when when i was uh, working on the online version of this card game i had to watch this movie a lot because i had to get screenshots from it to to put into the cards and everything and so yeah i've seen this movie way too many times all of its different versions um so that's it for me, though. It's the villain. It's all about the villain to me. I'm sure, you know, yeah, I I think I know what Tobin's going to say and I will agree with it. But for me, as a person who enjoys Highlander and enjoys Duncan MacLeod and enjoys Adrian Paul, like he has no foil in this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's a shame because I think Callus, who was in the TV show episode I gave you, was kind of fun in that way. Like he is in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, being an over the top villain. Um, so I kind of appreciated him there and, and we didn't even get that much out of this villain. So Tobin, do we need to light something on fire? I think you need to burn this one. <laughs> the guy. But, but here's, but here there. So this is, this feels like a movie that didn't pick the strand it was going to mm-hmm. run with. Mm-hmm. So the, here's the strand that I would choose. I, I love Nicole's idea of atonement being sort of the theme of this thing. I think yeah. for, for a story about immortals, that would that could be really cool. So imagine a version where there's no Connor, it's just Duncan, and Duncan has had this, he, we have the, the his history with Kate, but we maybe she found out she might be immortal and he didn't tell her, so she's mad at him about that. Like You do some other thing where it's not this completely sort of non-consensual immortalizing but there's but she becomes immortal and uh, sort of against her will and that is the thing that makes her the bad guy and she is trying to destroy his life for the subsequent Mm -hmm. three or four or five hundred years so she now is tormenting him and Mm -hmm. won't and he he, right he needs to atone at some point yeah Yeah. what did i just see that was like that uh, Shit! Spoiler alert for whatever it is. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> like, oh Some... no! It's it's uh, it's the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. Like that, you think this guy's the bad guy the whole time, oh, right? And then he dies or something. And you're like, oh, the bad guy died, and mm-hmm. she's like. Pfft. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I'm the real bad guy. I guess in my version, there would be no Jacob. It right. literally right. is just her. Gotcha. And, and he knows that when she shows up, this thing's been happening and she's back and he thought she would. Like, you could, you could build a movie about that where he has to atone. She's trying to and make him atone. you would need Connor. But you would need Connor. Connor's just not in the movie. And that becomes the strand that you that you build the movie on. Yeah. So that's what I do. Okay. Nicole? Yeah, I think Tobin's point about the it not knowing what strand. Like, I... With this movie in particular, I understand the impulse to keep releasing different cuts of it because part of the problem with this movie is that there's like 19 different movies going on here. And so like I I, I do see the instinct to be like, okay, wait, but if we cut one of them out, (laughs) do we then have have a movie? But like they interconnected the 19 movies just enough that they like somehow need all need each other to stand up. (laughs) So frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't actually That's what I meant when I said it's fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, totally. Like, it's, I... it, it it just feels brittle. Like it, Yes. <laughs> that's that is like a that is a very, it's a very, very ugly good word. three-legged stool. Right. Like you're just like <laughs> but yes. I can fix this one. Oh, no, it don't fell do over. it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. then it breaks everything. Right. Yes. It's that is totally what's going on here. And I think yeah, both both of those suggestions make a lot of sense. I really like Tobin's idea. Um uh, 
I, you, you, you pick a story. That's the thing. Like, I just, you, you do have to go back to the beginning. And, like, I think any one of those stories could have been told better if you, like, committed to one of those bits more, like, more completely. Uh, and I, I, I'm ambivalent about which one you choose because because they are all so deeply interconnected as they exist that and they're all Highlander things and they're all Highlander so I don't care <laughs> and I don't want it to exist in the first place. You cancel it is my actual fix, but <laughs> uh, just don't make this movie. <laughs> just don't do it in the first place. Take these actors and go make something else. Yeah, but I, so either <laughs> I, I guess I will I'll I'll throw in a vote for the the idea of of the Duncan and Kate story that Nick and I riffed on earlier uh, as making it actually exploring like what like what that meant to, to to make that choice for her but yeah shrug i, I could i could go with that <laughs> i like i you know i i think there are some um legitimate questions in society right now that are being um that are being asked poorly and in the wrong time about atonement yes and about uh things like that and i don't trust fiction to be the place to go for that a hundred percent of the time but I would like to see more filmmakers try to, well, storytellers. I shouldn't say filmmakers. I'd like to see more storytellers deal with an atonement in a healthier way, mm-hmm. um, even in an action movie. Like, yeah. I, I would like to see more of that. What, what, there was one of the Bourne movies where the climax at the end is him apologizing to yeah. the, the wife the Russian or the daughter. mother or the, the daughter of the yeah. person he killed. It's a Bourne supremacy, one of my favorite films. And, and there's something so satisfying and odd about that ending that that's the, that's the thing he's after in that whole movie. And, and you know, yeah. there's an action movie that isn't deep about atonement, but the fact that it's tackling atonement in some kind yeah. of way is unusual for this kind of genre. No, it's, it's a, if you haven't seen the Bourne supremacy, I highly recommend it because that is it there is this huge chase and that you find out you don't even know no you don't know why why. he's he's running from the police and what he's going to do right and then you find out that he is just going to find this girl Mm -hmm. whose parents he assassinated Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. and they and the the government told her a lie Mm -hmm. about how they died like i think the government told her it was murder murder suicide and he goes and his whole goal is to go there and apologize right. and right. tell her the truth. Right. That's it. It's not to save her. Mm-hmm. It's not to save anyone else. It is simply to go and let her know that that is not the truth. You deserve the truth. Right. And that is an extraordinarily powerful moment in a very like high adrenaline movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it works in, impeccably well. It's also incredibly well shot yep. and acted. Yep. Well, like, yes, was, Matt we're Damon, not comparing the uh, no. <laughs> yeah. two yeah. movies. It was weird because like those were the movies that showed me, oh, Matt Damon's a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, and in that movie in particular, at the end, like he's been beaten up and he's yeah. bleeding, yeah. and and the whole thing is just to go and apologize. Yeah. And I, it's it's very. So I it, found it can it, be done. It can be. It done. can be done. Yeah. But you know, you also Paul Greengrass. Yeah, is, yeah. You know, so anyway, um, so yeah, I totally. I think in order to do that correctly, you have to make it more Kate's. I mean, the thing is that, like, with any atonement narrative, like, I think part of why it often doesn't work is that people want so badly to focus on the person doing the atoning. Yeah. And that means you're not you're not actually atoning. Right. If it's about you, <laughs> you're not atoning for anything if it's ultimately all about you. Exactly. Like it needs to be about who like, you know, the, the person who has been aggrieved in some way. And like, I think. And that's and, what and the that's, born supremacy does. And that's part of why that thread didn't work here. Yeah. Because it's not about her. Like right. her, yeah. like what was done. 
it's never it was never about right. that. So it's about our big manly hero. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I completely and his agree. cousin, the other big manly <laughs> the hero. The other big manly hero. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. All right, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I have more of a series of thoughts than actually. Yeah. Like, All right. Just, just like this, just like this movie. Like this yeah. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I agree with like mo- everyone here has come up with a better version of this movie already, and we've talked through multiple fixes for this movie that I think would make it a different, better movie. I do have one question before I get to my fixes. Was Connor ever on the TV show? He was in the first episode. Okay. Because this movie sets it up like they've never been in the same room and we're supposed to be like, no, but look, I swear, they've been friends all along. (laughs) When When we first see them in this movie, they... Don't they speak French when they first meet up in the park? No, my, in your yeah. version. In my version. In my what? version. In your version, the <sighs> opening shot, uh, one of the opening shots yes. is them walking down the streets of New York and they're speaking French to each other. Which is like the best acting that uh, Christopher, Christopher Lambert, Lambert has done this entire. Yeah. Because he can speak his native language. Oh, yep. my <laughs> yep. God. Yeah, it's a it's actually a decent scene. It's a nice little scene. And then he goes, oh, that's when that's when Rachel is killed. He goes immediately to see Rachel dying. Yeah. See, in our version, we don't get that scene. We just get Rachel exploding. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And then later on, Duncan says, I was with him that day. And we're yeah. like, What? Were no, you? No. Yeah, they show it. He was. They show no, they show it in our version. Do they show them together at the beginning? Yeah, because, well, not at the beginning. They right. show it later because he says, right. I was with they him. They flash back that's, that's, to that's it. What, that's what we're saying. Okay, like, that's yeah. what, that, that is Matt's ah. point. But we that don't see them a, together yeah. on that day. It, this, right. the move, my no, they do. Opens in a flashback. Yeah, in a flashback. But, not, no, but not in the, not we don't open that. No, correct. When it's happening, we don't know that. It's told to us later that they were together, and we're like, oh, sure. Not, like, it has no weight at all to the scene because you're just telling us later like I was there too right after like, the fact right. cool you're bro telling, yes exactly, <laughs> like, exactly no that's one of the few changes I actually that's like yeah, yeah, yeah no that sounds good yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah so series of thoughts uh, I, I just, <laughs> there was one yeah that wasn't even part of fixing it but I guess now it is put that scene back in um, <laughs> I think Let Christopher Lambert act in French yeah <laughs> just the whole movie in French yeah really like it does yeah sure he's from Scotland whatever <laughs> he does. He has Sean no other. was Egyptian, Connery, Spanish, yeah, you know, whatever. Shit. I will applaud the Duncan's accents attempts throughout this film. Like, oh, he, he's so much better. At oh that yeah. Stuff. Well, it's so hilarious to hear him like do a slightly different voice, and then Connor McLeod's voice is exactly the same in every scene. In much the same way, though, that I call this the best yes, Highlander yes, yes, yes. movie. Yes. Oh, like, yes, I think yes. like he's. Better at oh, it than Christopher Lambert. He but tries. Like, he's also not great. He's, he's not embarrassing bad. himself. <laughs> yeah, the way that, no, sure. yeah. But also, Adrian Paul is like putting in a bit of character when it's like in that time, Duncan McLeod is kind of a goof. Like, you can tell, because, like, it's not just the Scottish accent. He's also like, I know, yeah, don't, you know, quit telling me all the things I know. And so Connor it's McLeod's more characterization. Here, yes, no, no, much yeah. more characterization yeah, yeah, yeah. going into it. So it's not just the accent. Yeah. Yes. So when the accent's not there, it's, so, poof, it's very nothing. weird. Right. Uh, so I think I mentioned this in one of my other Highlander <laughs> fixes, but I think I, wa- I said I wanted it to be more like Logan. Like, I wanted it to be, hmm. like, a, a Highlander who has been through a bunch of shit. He's lived for a long-ass time, and there's a lot of things he's done in his life that are weighing on him. Mm-hmm. And so I want that, like, beaten-down Connor at this point. And I want... Connor or Duncan? Connor. Okay. I want Connor to be in the film. 
That uh-huh. is my <laughs> Ooh, controversial. Yes. <laughs> controversial. Hot take, hot um, take over here. <laughs> but I, like and I'm okay with most of the beginning plot setup of how Duncan comes to search for Connor because he mm-hmm. thinks he might be dead, but he doesn't believe it. I'm cool with that too. Original title of the film. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. The original title of the film was The Search for Connor. Oh, there we oh, go. Wow. See? Uh that would be a bad title for this uh-huh. film. Yeah. But that's I still like that part of that storyline uh-huh. of uh like, oh, I need to go find this. But uh, a couple just random thoughts about it. I want the movie to open with the battle scene. I want to mm. open with this battle that's just happening and you have no idea where you're at, when mm. you're at, what's happening, but then we see Duncan McCloud. And so for people who watch the TV show, they're like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just see all this happening and they see everyone else die around him or whatever. Maybe he dies and then comes back to life, whatever. And then we see Connor on the hill, uh-huh. much in the way that he sees him uh-huh. halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But if but you set the, it up right away, this is who yes. these two people are. Mm-hmm. It's the this first is scene in the is, movie. This is your context. Uh, you, yes. You're tying those two things together. It's like a story. Yep. Yeah. The first scene in the movie <laughs> is we see Duncan die and come back to life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, just rip the... Just c- copy the scene from Game of Thrones. Just do that in this. Just like, have the breath come yeah, into yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then have Connor on the hills, like being like, I got a lot of shit to tell you, dude. <laughs> yeah. like, We're immortal. It's awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then you can cut to the modern day and uh-huh. go through like, oh, this is the old grizzled Connor now. And see, you could even keep Connor McLeod on the hillside in silhouette. You don't, He doesn't look old then. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect. Uh, cut to modern day. It, Main thing, kill Connor in that middle fight. Yes. Because one, I thought that's what they were going to do, and I was going to stand up and applaud if they took that risk. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I thought, oh, you're going to kill Connor in the middle of this movie, and then Duncan has to seek revenge Uh because... Duncan also then has to fight... The way the lore is set up, he yes. has to fight, yes, a very powerful Jacob Kell, but also now he's, he's fighting, fighting Connor. Right. And, the Connor, yeah. yeah. So, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And uh-huh. so. And then we get to see that, oh, yeah, Duncan McCloud is a fucking badass who actually can. You know, yes. Yeah. And, and I think you the could perfect... also use that, like, Connor coming back in a way that is, like, you, you could use oh. Connor to, like, hold back. Jacob. I put in here, <laughs> Duncan has to free him. Uh huh. So there's, uh-huh. like, yeah, Connor speaking yeah. out through Jacob, and Jacob's trying to, like, be like, no, stay in there uh-huh. or whatever. And, he's and like, Jacob can be like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah. And uh, Connor is trying to speak to Duncan. Well, let's make Jacob. a movie, you guys. Um, yeah, this is this way is better. better. Yeah. And then, so the the counterbalance to that, then, that I think would also make this, this version better <laughs> is leaning into the whole Jacob being a religious fanatic when he kills everyone at the Last Supper thing, uh-huh. have him do a very cheesy forgive me, Father, for I have sinned type look at the camera type moment. Because we talked a little bit about the humor He literally says in this movie after he talks about killing him, what's wrong? You don't want to be inside me? And I'm like, what movie is that joke from? Because you have like a sassy bad guy here who's like cracking jokes and making our heroes uncomfortable. Uh I want him to be that throughout the entire movie. I want him to like be cracking jokes and like setting our like heroes off a little bit of just like, oh, I don't know how to. You're so charismatic. How do I deal with you? And I think just leaning into the fanatic thing, having him uh, have that side of his personality bring out a lot of that behavior, I think would really help. Uh Give him something rather than just like angry, menacing, you killed my father, prepare to die. Um, And so, yeah, I think make him funnier. Let him be the religious fanatic. And that balances out the revenge-seeking uh, mm-hmm. Angry Duncan that we have for the mm-hmm. second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I did. 
I think remove the Kate storyline yeah. entirely, yeah. No, yeah. which was no, also you cut that strand. Yeah, I, that's I correct. also did that in a previous Highlander film, and I feel bad about it. But it's because of the way they treat yeah, the women's no, they, plot lines yeah. in their they, movies. They did not treat this this plot line yes. as anything that like mattered right. in any meaningful way. And like like everything that her her arc is meant to do can be achieved much more elegantly and efficiently yeah. <laughs> by killing by having Jacob yeah. kill. Connor yeah. and like and yeah so she's like she's basically just there because they're like well yeah we gotta have a sex scene mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like it's a Highlander movie well, and it, I th- it's I not like, complete well, yeah <laughs> and this was the most gratuitous sex scene I don't know if that was true in your guys' kind of no, the first one was pretty gratuitous the, pretty, no, well, no, my, the, the version I the third one is this, real gratuitous I was about to say the one the, the, the American Deborah Revolution yeah. lady that one that one was pretty I think that was Wait, the most what gratuitous was Tobin's version <laughs> I saw much more nudity in this version than I've seen in any other Highlander movie we just saw but, I saw boobs. everybody's butts. Uh, there's butts back and forth. There's thrusting. There's it's. You watch the butt edition. I think I saw the butt edition. I think. I think that there's maybe more like of both of them in terms of general nudity. Yeah. Like it's there's more balance to the nudity in this one. But the well, because Adrian redhead, Paul doesn't have a problem being nude. Yeah. So. But the 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 lady who was two characters or whatever oh, in the God. last yeah. in the third one, her we saw we didn't see and whatever I'm not I, don't, I have no problems with this you didn't see as much of Christopher Lambert but we saw more of her than we did of yes. this lady no that is correct <laughs> that is true because we saw everything of yeah. her yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's. I remember watching that for this show and being like, "Wow, yeah, that's like there's like a lot, yeah, a lot, lot to take in here." Um, But yeah, I think that's it. Okay, (laughs) great. (laughs) More butts, maybe more butts. I well, Tobin, I I cut out all the butts in my edition, so I guess throw a butt in there somewhere. (laughs) I have Duncan get out of the shower at the end. Look, everybody knows I could. I don't want everything to have any kind of romantic story in it just because yeah or any sex in it just because i don't have a problem with it if it's well used the terminator for instance mm-hmm. it's perfectly used in that film mm-hmm. and in here i'm just uh, but tobin and i were texting and he was like well i'm at the sex scene mm-hmm. and i was like i have no memory of this sex scene <laughs> there's two of them having at the same time i know <laughs> you get one in the past and the one in the modern day i remember him stabbing her i don't remember any sex and then i watched it this morning and I was rewatching. i was like oh this scene okay yeah. because it's it's meaningless why did she go there to have sex with him i wanted to feel something no uh, we needed a sex yeah. scene that's yeah, why that's why yeah. that's the whole reason this is here yeah it's stupid um okay well at this point Correct. we need to move on and rate this thing i rate all of these films i'm gonna be changing this soon i haven't figured out my new rating system yet because there's no element in this of like likability and how mm-hmm. much i enjoyed a film so this will possibly maybe be the last one or i may wait until highlander the source just so they're all rated on the same scale but yeah, this definitely sure. wait to yeah. that um yeah. so <laughs> i rate them all in categories based on something like a storm so category one eh, not too bad maybe even pleasant category five is dangerous um i'm gonna give this a three it's a category three I, I like Adrian Paul a lot. I really do. And I know that, you know, part of that has to do with my connection to him from the series, because I do like that series and all of its goofiness. Like, I, I enjoy it. So I liked him. I like seeing him as that character. Um, it's bad. Um, but I am also not offended by this movie in the way that I was offended by really all three of the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a category three Eh, Tobin. So I rate on the Torgo scale. Yeah. Uh, um, 
one to five Torgos? Is that what I do? It's been a while. So. One to five yeah, Torgos based on how right. much there is to recommend in this yes. movie. This is a one Torgo movie. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, there's just not, it's just not enough Donnie there. Yen, that's about Donnie it. Donnie Yen is my Torgo. That's yeah. my Torgo. <laughs> so um, I don't have the connection to the TV show. So sure. Adrian Paul is definitely better than Christopher Lambert, but he still is just a lot of like looking confused a lot in the movie. <laughs> and, um, uh, so I appreciated that there was a different actor there, but I, I, I'm, yeah, Donnie Yen and his scenes in this movie brief as they are are the reason to watch this movie <laughs> he's real good he's really good he's really talented yeah. that that dude whoo yeah anyway nicole i have an enjoyment scale the opposite <laughs> end of your your situation which is also like not great because i i don't enjoy any of these no so. i think sari figured out the yeah. best rating yeah. system sari sari has has mastered the rating system yeah. with a runner-up to sam but <laughs> i those are those are really the the best rating systems <laughs> uh so uh, we had to be on the first episode i know i know <laughs> we lost it <laughs> oh shit what do we pick uh, five stars <laughs> I'm just gonna give a star system another name and call it a day. So uh, out of five sunglass wearing emojis, uh, I a one. I think I've given all the others a zero. Probably that sounds that feels right. So I'll I'll give this a one. If only because it it didn't offend me, so That's I, fair. I, more it was more neutral <laughs> and it, a watching experience than the others. Still give it like a, a, a something smells bad face. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not happy yeah. about it, but uh, you know Maybe that could be my new rating system. What kind of face am I making while <laughs> yeah. I'm watching this? Yeah. So okay. One, that's fair. I could have just, been, yeah, the, I, had, I had emojis. I could have just been assigning them all different emojis. Ooh, you should yeah. do that. Yeah. That How many poop emojis would you have given out by now, though? How many, what? How many poop emojis would you have given out by oh. now? Oh, but there's so many emojis. There's like you the vomiting go- emoji. Oh. There's like angry right. emojis. Confused. Confused. Exploding head emoji. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you put some thought into that. <laughs> I feel like this one is the, 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 the one with just like a flat line mouth. You know, yeah. just staring straight ahead, just like, yeah. like, just, really? like Connor McLeod. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. no Connor reaction. McLeod emoji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, how do you rate this? Uh, I have the possessed mushroom puppet scale of enjoyment, <laughs> which is a one to five rating system as well. Uh, so this one, beca- similarly, I think I gave. Uh, the worst of the worst other ones a one and I think I gave one of them a two so I'm going to give this one a three out of five Wow! simply because it is my favorite so far (laughs) you also didn't hate the TV show the the episode I actually yeah watching the TV show uh, and this will tie into my real good a little bit uh, reminded me of watching Doctor Who Hmm. in a way of just like oh this is like a TV series about immortals there's his little companions helping out and Mm -hmm. it's like I can see, I think I wrote down in my notes, like, this is Doctor Who for, like, the Steven Seagal fans. Like, the people watching Renegade are, like, they're like, I don't watch that nerd shit, Doctor Who. But I'll watch every episode of Highlander. Yeah, yeah. I do want to point out, no, this is a serious note because I I think it it indicates a, a generational difference for me. Most of the people I knew who watched Highlander the series were women. Um, huh. and, Interesting. Yeah, and it feels like it's trying to be for thirteen-year-old boys. Yeah, the movie, yes, uh, but the show. Uh, there, a lot of people. It was more, I 
this, uh, yeah, look, yeah. data point of one. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. so take this with uh-huh. a grain of salt. But a lot of the women I know who did watch it, it was like it was a long running romantic. Uh, like it was like a romantic uh-huh. novel in right. romance novel in yeah. You know, because yeah. you have the hunky Highlander, and then you're going back and forth in time. Yeah, you get the costumes. You get yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. So so and um and. You know. Outlander of that's what yeah, 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 yeah. that one yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I mean you know the, the other Scottish one with Lander in it <laughs> yeah with, with any more or not that's time travel though right? yeah, yeah. Time, yeah, travel. time travel yeah, yeah yeah so you know I I do feel that that's kind of an interesting thing especially yeah. with the show like that uh-huh. there is that yeah. element to it that there's martial arts in it and there's uh you know mm-hmm. sword play but there's also this there's a lot of um romance in it and i think it's not just romance it's also just about a romantic idea Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know it's not not those are only for women no no no. i'm not not saying that because a lot of my guy friends and i we all watched it too and and really loved it i'm not saying it's for i'm just saying it's not specifically for men right Right. gotcha that i don't i don't think that show appeal was broad yeah thank you that's that's more what i was trying to say i wasn't trying to say that no this show is for ladies yeah i'm just saying that this this had a much broader appeal than i think looking at it now through 2018 Mm -hmm. eyes gotcha might make you think i don't know um oh i also forgot to add that i gave this movie an extra like half point because it had a wrestler in it (laughs) (laughs) it did so it got a little bit of a Uh, a little nudge it had edge who was a very popular wrestler at the time uh he has the smallest part in the movie and he's in the opening credits because he's special guest appearance by edge yeah (laughs) but he's just the guy who like holds the decree from the king no he holds the rock over his head oh he's that guy too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's the rock yeah he's holding the rock for a long time yeah yeah. that's that's him he's a wrestler and i was like that's really strange also (laughs) that is the only scene i think in any of these movies where i liked connor mcleod Oh, he's like somewhat charming. He's somewhat charming. He has this <laughs> yeah. moment where he's, there's a little X down there. Like, yeah. I thought that was like, look, he's being playful. Yeah, he's like, and then that went away immediately. With an X. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That yeah. was one. Like, that was it. One, that was one of those, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. At this point, we need to wrap it up with a segment I like to call Real Good, where we recommend something to get the taste of this movie out of your mouth. Tobin. What is your real good for this episode? My real good is something I feel like I may have real gooded uh, previously, <laughs> uh-huh. but I'm going to real good. Real good, <laughs> but I'm going to real good it again. Um, if I, if I did, this is a movie from the same year. Mm. This is a movie that has swordplay and and romance, uh, and it's a movie that has a subplot in the middle told entirely in flashback that, if truly scrutinized, is kind of odd. It drops into this whole other character's backstory for a big chunk, 40 minutes in the middle of the movie, much like this movie. I'm going to recommend Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh. Which you have never real good in that yeah. before. Okay, good. good. Real good. So <laughs> if, you, if you have not seen Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon... Watch this movie first, and then watch Crouching Tiger, oh, Hidden no. Dragon, and imagine no, watch this imagine movie. watching them in the same multiplex in the same year. Oh yeah, um, in fact, they came out the same okay. year. Okay, I did that. <laughs> I saw this on the big screen. Lived, lived it. And I think a couple months later, I saw, and I was nervous about Yikes. it because I, I was not used to going to the theater to see subtitles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. a little bit like, but I love Ang Lee. Yeah. 
and I was not disappointed. It was an incredible it's experience. A, it's a, I've seen it many, many times since then, including recently. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. My son is very into swordplay, and so wait, there's a there's a scene in that movie between two women. Like who watching are, it, or does he like own and play with swords? You know, he's 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 done a little fencing. Okay, uh, he's okay. seven and he does some fencing. He's, he's I just pictured your kid running around the house like Aah! there is that there is that too. There's a lot of that too. <laughs> but one of the, his favorite scenes to watch. He's never seen the whole movie, but there's a scene between two women fighting with a variety of weapons, and they're. It's a great sequence. They're, it's so good. Yeah, testing each other, and they're it's a fa- it's a fascinating. And all movie. the weapons require different styles, right? Mm. And so, and I think the end she picks and, up one that's just too heavy. And just, it's <laughs> it's very funny, and it's but but beautifully shot. Anyway, it's a wonderful, wonderful movie. Yeah. I recommend it highly. The budget Excellent. was also like half of Highlander's budget. It's a, yeah. it was it was small. Huh. It makes no sense why that movie costs so little. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons to it, but that's also a beautiful beautiful, beautiful movie. movie. Yep. I mean, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Also, I will watch anything with Michelle Yeoh in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. She's just Have you seen great. Crazy Rich Asians? No, I'm going to um, watch it as soon as it comes to uh VOD or something. Mm-hmm. So. Donnie Yen yeah. is also in the sequel to Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Is to, it any good? Just to make a connection. Uh it's it's directed by <laughs> No, we're going off on a tangent. It's directed by directed by the um stunt fight coordinator for the first movie hmm. so the fights in it are, are worth seeing and it's on Netflix you can watch it for if you have Netflix for free okay yeah excellent Nicole what's your real good I, I'm gonna go back to my original mode and recommend a TV show excellent uh, as is my way mm-hmm. and it's 100% one I've mentioned before, but I didn't really, I forgot to prepare for this, so I'm going to say the thing that, I that came up while we were talking the show, and you should just go watch Buffy. Uh, that's, yeah. Just Buffy, go watch Buffy. Uh, Matt and I talked a little bit about this, that like Highlander ended sort of right as Buffy was starting, mm-hmm. and Buffy was one of, not the only, but one of the big shows to start having seasonal arcs. Yeah. Um, the com- a combination of series and miniseries, right? Mm-hmm. And I that was my one of my criticisms of the Highlander series is like it was a show that would have benefited from seasonal, Some arcs. seasonal arcs because yeah. the one real seasonal arc we got was what was the finale was the episode I sent you guys, uh-huh. and it's like yeah you're building on stuff that's gone over like a century, so yeah give it time to breathe, right? So <laughs> right, but yeah I I, I would agree. Yeah. Buffy also does a lot in you know flashbacks and yeah, so there's uh, there's some flashbacks. You got people dealing with immortality, uh, atonement. There are watchers. watchers. (laughs) There are watchers who, you know, maybe get a little more invested than they're supposed to. That's a thing on Buffy. Yep. You know, it's 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 good. Also, is is something (laughs) that. And I mean, Buffy also has has some some like shitty CGI, but it's a lot more forgivable on a TV show. Indeed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like and, and mm-hmm. earlier too. Like the early seasons of Buffy are before, like they graduate from high school in '99, so it it predates mm-hmm. this movie, and and like it's comp- it's about the same. Yes, <laughs> the CGI <laughs> on this TV show that by a couple of years predates this movie is the same as this twenty five million dollars. It's pretty darn close. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> What's your real good, Matt? Uh, I alluded to it a little while ago, uh, but it's the main thing I thought of while watching the TV show and then even more so the movie uh, was Doctor Who, uh, again, because it's a TV show about an immortal being. And they do handle throughout Doctor Who like the weight of being this old and all the shit he's seen throughout his life. And the maybe not good stuff he's done. Right. The, he murders entire planets of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Uh, and so specifically though, the 50th anniversary episode of Doctor Who 
has like old doctors coming back yeah. and then they have to work together to defeat uh, Big Bad. And so just and they also like go back to like the Middle Ages kind of thing. And so it's like, OK, this feels when I see Duncan and Connor being these immortal beings messing around in the Middle Ages, I'm like, oh, yeah, this feels like Doctor Who to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a little romp that they're on, especially when they're joking about like the paying the toll thing. Like that feels like a, a, a fun episode of a thing that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if you're into Doctor Who. Rewatch the 50th anniversary episode because it's real fun and good. Uh, and if you're John Hurt, yeah, John Hurt is in it. The War Doctor, yeah, which yeah, I have mixed feelings about. Oh yeah, but uh, that's uh, my entire Doctor Who experience. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this. But the new season's <laughs> coming out real soon, so you should watch that too. Jodie Whittaker, right? Yeah, yeah. Good so trailer. just go catch up on all 50 years of Doctor Who, <laughs> or just no start deal. with Jodie Whittaker. No you can also do that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, start with Jodie Whittaker because they're pretty good about resetting things when the new Doctor comes in and telling mm-hmm. you what the history of Doctor Who has been. So yeah, watch some Doctor Who. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to sort of take a note out of Tobin's recommendation. Uh, also, this comes from a conversation that Nicole and I were having about cinematography mm. uh, this week. So it's it's a it's a recommendation for everybody, but it's also a specific recommendation Ooh. for Nicole talking about uh, sort of dreamlike imagery um, or beautiful imagery or however, whatever we were talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to recommend the film Hero. Um, Hero is in this also this comes from Donnie Yen is in it uh, but it's a Jet Li starring picture uh, directed by uh, Zhang Yimou and it is possibly the most beautiful film I've ever seen Um, it is just lush with color the fight choreography is incredible Maggie Lung is in it and she is freaking amazing Uh, I it is it's a wonderful story told through through like every part of cinema is used uh, to tell this parable, basically, um, and, and everything down to color theory. Like it's really, really an impressive, impressive film for a, a, a lot of different reasons. So, yeah, check out Hero if you get the chance. Um, that is going to wrap up this episode of Real Bad. We have one more Highlander film to watch, um, which there is, is <laughs> isn't there an anime one? No. We're not going to do no. that. Okay. No, we're just doing the live action. <laughs> you one, shut man. your mouth, Matt. You, you can watch it and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. fill us in on the next episode. Um, Yeah, it's probably going to be November or December when that comes around because next month, October, is going to be our Halloween spooktacular. Um, And uh, we're going to be doing just horror movies uh, for the month of October. I'm very excited about that. So uh, thank you, everybody, for coming by. Tobin, where can people find you? On Twitter, at Tobin Addington, and I have a podcast with my sister called The Contenders. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, at Contenders underscore pod. We do movies, uh, we talk about movies um, directed by and or starring uh, Fearless Women. We have an episode about Frozen that's out right now, and our next episode is Steven Soderbergh's Haywire. And if you haven't listened to the episode about Waitress, I strongly recommend you listen to the episode about Waitress. It's a good episode. Yes, it was. Nicole, where can people find you? On Twitter, I am at Sweeney Says. I also have a podcast, which you can find on Twitter at Snark underscore Squad or Snark Squad Pod, wherever you are listening to this podcast. And Nick is going to be on it again this week. We're talking about the Meg. <laughs> Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So somebody paid us to talk yeah. about the Meg. Wow. <laughs> they didn't gave, pay us. They paid Booknet Fest. It gave us uh, an oppor- It gave me an opportunity to go to the new theater in town. Yeah. Ooh. To which I, I <laughs> movie literally none of us would have seen yeah. if somebody had not been like, no, 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 no. 
watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. And I, uh, I I walked out and as, as Nicole and I were walking out, I looked around and I was like, I feel weird about the amount of luxury. In the, <laughs> like, it feels like I'm in my golden tower. <laughs> like, this is weird. People waiting on you. And, like, so... and the, the so comfortable chairs. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly am never going to another theater ever again. Like it is, oh, it is. No, I only go there if the movie is only playing. There. Oh man, I was so comfortable. Which this was that was the only. Yeah, it was the only place. Yeah, I was saw, prepared to go anywhere, but like you saw Mamma Mia too, and it was only playing there, and I was uh-huh. like, ah, damn it. <laughs> no, I, it, it was it was great except for the family that sat down right beside me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, Matt, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or anywhere else at Matthew Gatos, but also on my podcast. Uh, we all just have all the podcasts. <laughs> uh, mine is called I Love It, where I talk to my friends each week about the things they love and why they love them. Indeed. And I was on it and had a great time. Yeah. And you can also listen to a recent episode I was on of Snark Squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glow. Talking about Glow. I was also on an episode of The Contender. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yep. We're uh, all just snakes <laughs> eating our tails around here. That's still the weirdest episode I've ever been on because I was not prepared for someone to not like aliens. No, that's, that's, there's some confrontation that one yeah, I, yeah. I, I was <laughs> stunned when it happened i was like i don't know how to proceed yeah, yeah. I, how Next do you whole not <laughs> my whole world is crumbling <laughs> I, I don't know what to do you can if you want to hear, hear a man's world crumble oh, man. yeah him if, in a podcast yeah. <laughs> listen to like i really that whole contenders. podcast can be summed up with wait what <laughs> are you sure <laughs> do we watch the same movie <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Real Bad is a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me to check out more of our uh, brother-sister podcasts, much like The Contenders. Oh, you're wearing a shirt. Check that out. Cage Club Podcast oh, Network a shirt. Ooh. Podcast Network shirt. Got the swag. Check Fancy. it out. Uh, I'm going to be on a couple episodes of Cinemakers coming up. I'm very excited about that. You can check that out. Uh, also, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash realbadpod. Um, you can go there and you can submit movies to us that you would like us to watch if you really want to hurt us. We've gotten our first <laughs> couple and one of them is not as bad as it is gross. So I'm interested to see how that goes. So <laughs> it's a Cronenberg <laughs> film. not putting her name on that one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh, big thank you to I Love It Pod who is... Oh, that's me. Yeah. And Carly B for supporting us at the $5 level. Really appreciate it. Um, okay. So next week starts our Halloween special Spectacular, spooky, <laughs> and uh, until then, this has been real bad. Mm.